This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Confident Collective Podcast. From our new headquarters, a.k.a. Rayon Studio. I don't, know Rayon. I, like, I don't know why I like saying your name like that when it comes to the studio. <laughs> Rayon's apartment. I gotta say, the light in here is like impeccable. Impeccable. Rayon, you keep looking at yourself. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at your shirt in the mirror. Your shirt in the video. It it's is reflecting kind of. No, we need to tap it. We're, we're also recording ourselves because we're trying to become more professional. There, there we go. go. There we go. Yeah, I can't. Okay, I'm going to stop staring at myself. But oh, damn. It's kind of hard because we look so good. I looked at myself in the mirror before we came in and I was like, I look like I've been hit by a bus. And then I looked in this lighting. And I'm like, damn, I look good. Dude, lighting makes the world of a difference. Oh, yeah. But guys, this is the first time I met your new place. I know. What do it you think? What do you think? so cute. I love it for you. Um, the detail, it's very, very charming. Very charming. Yeah. It's really, really cute. We got the flowers outside the window. We got the moldings all around. There's not much privacy as Christina saw. There's literally no (laughs) privacy. Um, and part of me feels like I'm big for your apartment. Do you feel like that? You're big? Yeah. I feel like, are things small? Oh my God. Yeah. My countertop, I feel like <laughs> okay. it's like at my knees. Wait. Because it's all original. So, uh, so it was a lot taller. So this, yes. No, we have. This building was built in the 30s. Uh-huh. And so everything is like how it was in the 30s. So like when I am standing, like, I feel like I'm large for the doorways. This countertops feel low. Like, I kind of feel like I'm like, I am a giant. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's not like a small apartment though. It's just, no, it's bigger than my old place. Yeah. And I honestly, I think that we're just so tall that we feel like that because I'm sure other people would never even notice. Maybe. How tall are you again? 5'10"? Yeah. I'm 5'11". 5'10", 5'11", depending on how tall stand I your posture, your, yeah, my your posture. posture for the day. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I love having tall friends. I got to tell you. It is. I'm glad I found you. I know. It is actually so crazy when I think about growing up, how insecure I was about my height, because now it's like one of my favorite things about myself. Me too. Okay. Do you think when you walk in places, people like stare? <laughs> I think when we go places together, people stare at us. <laughs> I mean, how can they not? <laughs> Is the question. Which I probably have like shit in my teeth and people are like, what is that um, doing? I definitely think that the taller you are, there's more of a presence. Yeah. You take up more space. You know what I mean? It's hard to, hard to avoid. Have you ever, you know how I always share when like men call me big? Mm-hmm. Has that ever happened to you? Of course that's happened oh, it has. to me. It's not as happened, it's not <laughs> happened to me as many times as it's happened to you. Wait, um, do you have any stories? Oh gosh. No, not off the top of my head, Um, but it's for sure happened. Yeah. Yeah. Living. I love it. Walking down the street one day, feeling good, feeling good. And the guy just looks at you and says, whoa, she big. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell? I know. I don't know. It's uh, something I will never quite understand. But wait, I told you the story about my my cowboy boots, right? No. I thought I told you this. I don't know. This is like a little bit different, but it always comes to mind. And my friend Susie was with me. You And you know her now. You have to ask her about it because she'll die. This is when we were working at Nordstrom and I was wearing cowboy boots and I was feeling so good about myself that day. I had this like cute printed mini dress on. I had these boots on and this 
this guy who was a tourist looked at me up and down and he goes, whoa, you have huge feet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the hell? And I was like, yeah, I guess I do have big feet, actually. And my friend Susie was right there, like right behind him. It was literally about to pee herself dying. Oh, my God. Like, I wonder what goes through their head when they're like, I need to tell this. I don't know. But meanwhile, I was like a foot taller than this person, too. So they could have just said I was like a big person all around. But they literally commented on my on my cowboy booth. Damn. I mean, do you do it that is big what it is. It is. <laughs> Where's the lie? Where's the lie? He's not. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Oh. I do love that we both have big feet, so we can share shoes. But I know we should really be sharing clothes and shoes, honestly, more than we do. I know. I should have moved into your building. <laughs> I know. Gosh, that would have been amazing when you told me that you actually like casually looked. Well, I just casually. I was looked. like, was that for real? I casually looked, but your apartment's full, and know. it was very like it was um it's full, but and I just wasn't sure on the. Being over the hill yeah. quite yet, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I do I love your neighborhood. Oh, I so love my cute. neighborhood so much. Um, what's new, Christina? What's happening this week? Okay. Well, this is random, but so a couple weeks ago, Steve, I convinced Steve to replant our entire balcony. We have this cute little balcony mm-hmm. um, that is our own private outdoor space. And it's not like a backyard, but we have a pretty balcony. I was like, okay, we need to take yeah. care of this and make it look nice. And literally every single one of our plants and flowers were dead. Classic. So bad. So bad. Um, and actually the only reason they were there is because my mom potted them all for us. And I just was not taking care of them. Um, so anyways, about a couple of weeks ago, we went and replanted them all. And it looks so beautiful now. And now I, every single day I go out there and take care of them. And it's like something really nice. But it made me realize how different it is when you do something for yourself. Versus when someone does something for you and how much more you appreciate it and take pride in it and take care of it. Like you feel like since you repotted it, you take more care of them. Yes, definitely. Oh, totally. I love that you're like a gardener now. I love that I'm a gardener now too. I can't like, wait to have like a full backyard. And I mean, like, I, you know how much I love flowers. <laughs> I like stop I, and smell the roses everywhere. You really do. So is Steve gardening or are you taking control? Well, uh, I think I'm taking control just because I like it, but Steve helped me plant everything. For some reason, I can't picture Steve, like freaking swole Steve, the muscles, like whoo, replanting. Oh, no, no. He's good. He liked it too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, that sounds very therapeutic. And one day I would love to have like a garden where I can grow my own. Well, I don't even cook. So like, why would I grow my own vegetables? But I like the idea of it. <laughs> I always forget that you don't cook. Do you take, eat takeout for every meal? No, when I say I don't cook, like I don't cook like (laughs) complex things. Like I have my recipes I know how to make. Like last night I made this really good avocado toast with roasted broccoli and burrata on top. Yeah, it sounds delicious. So that's not like cooking a major thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm still like making it. Um, But I do go to Air One a lot. And like, honestly, it's a bad habit, but also not bad because it's like so healthy. I feel like I'm investing in myself. (laughs) What do you get from there? Because if it's the mac and cheese, I'm ending this conversation right now. Okay. When I'm feeling like, you know what? I'm going all out. I will get the mac and cheese. <laughs> mac and cheese is so damn good. It's, so, it's gluten-free, mm-hmm. Christina. Okay. Okay. That's fine. No. Okay. So if you don't live in LA, Air One is this grocery upscale. store that is so fancy, so upscale. Like the prices are insane. The prices are obscene. Like literally 
Like I've, a jar of peanut butter is $30 there. Yeah. So I've never bought groceries there, <laughs> but I, they have this hot bar where you can go and you get a combo in two sides. And the combo plates are like, what, $26 if you get like chicken, salmon, we're talking in the 30s. That is actually pretty crazy. That's insane. And I used to get the salmon. They've definitely increased the prices. So if I'm being <laughs> healthy, I get the salmon. Money is just flying out of my wallet. And then I get the buffalo cauliflower, duh, and the roasted Brussels sprouts. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Delish. But you could totally make that on your own. Those oh. are super easy to make on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. Haven't done it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did we get on my Air One order? I don't, I don't know. Even know. I don't know. But I find myself going to Air One all the time, too. And I love it so much. So it's okay. It's so good. But you know what I, I realized when it comes to cooking? Mm. I think that when you're just cooking for yourself, it's harder to one, get excited about it and like want to make complex like recipes. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person, and I don't know where this happened down the line, but I really don't like leftovers because one time growing up, my dad, my dad is very resourceful at making like whatever is in the fridge, he will make something. And my dad is a very good cook, like incredible. But he made this one leftover, like hot dog omelet or something out of leftovers that like a hot dog omelet. I can't even tell you. It's so disgusting. And I think it has scarred me <laughs> from like enjoying leftovers. And I also don't know why I always get really paranoid that I'm eating food that's gone bad. And oh, really? I don't know where that has come from, but like, I don't like having food in the house for a long time. Oh my gosh. My little brother's like that. Why are, yeah. I don't know. I love leftovers. <sighs> I, 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 like, I I'll cook a lot and eat it for like the next like day or two. Okay. Day or two, I could do like maybe one day, two days pushing it. <laughs> but people who meal prep, Steve probably used to do that meal prep, like on a Sunday and eat it through the next Friday. I would, that makes me want to be sick. Really? It's all, I guess it depends on what you're cooking. I mean, if you're making oh. like hot dog omelets, I get it because <laughs> I would not want that the next day or the day of either. No, it was not good. Fresh. It was not good. Leftover. It was just not good. All yeah. the rest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Ray, what else is going on in your life? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, we're just going to talk about it. I I'm kind of freaking out a little bit about the vaccine <laughs> because Wait, why? So I had my first dose of Pfizer two weeks ago and I have had my period since nonstop. What? And like, so I normally just have like a really light period. And then last like three days, this has been like this for like years. Mm -hmm. It has been insane for two weeks straight. And I was reading that this is like happening, like the vaccine is messing up women's menstrual strike cycles. It's just kind of freaking me out. And also, I just like don't want to have my period anymore. <laughs> did you, were you scheduled to have your period when you got the vaccine or did it all of a sudden like throw so your I'm whole really schedule out of whack? I'm really bad at tracking it. So I actually don't know when I was supposed to get it. So I don't know if it came early. I don't know. It's messed up. That's all I know. But I'm like kind of freaking out about it. So, I mean... I don't know. I got to do more research, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I am freaking out about it a little bit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know how to help you in that situation. I don't know either, but, but it is a little scary though. I know. It's scary that it's happened to so many people and that there's forums about it because I've never heard anything about this. I know. So if you are also experiencing these, let me know because <laughs> I'm panicking. I'm just like, how long is this going to last? Honestly, I just want it to be over with. <sighs> Maybe you should go to, um, an OBGYN. Maybe I should, but I hate going to the doctor. Also, this is really random, but how long have you been on birth control for? 
or have like your I IUD is birth control essentially, right? Oh yeah. IUD is birth control. They put that sucker in there. Wait, they put it in the doctor. You have to go. And it is like a horrible, horrible experience. It is. I took a Percocet because I had my <laughs> breast reduction the month before and I had leftover painkillers and I took one <laughs> and she was like, I have n- <laughs> so my friend Taylor told me she got one first and she told me she felt like they literally pull out your uterus is what it feels like. What the fuck? To put it in, like the putting it in process is super painful. Like women pass out. Really? Wait, yes. this is like worse than labor. Well, I don't know about that. I've never been in labor. So well, I can't I've never you. had an IUD, but this sounds scarier than my okay. labor experience. It was bad, but I took a Percocet, so it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine should last. <laughs> Funny. I was like, I'm going to get it in and, you know, maybe I have to take it out early to have kids. No, I'm going to have to get another one. <laughs> um, mine, uh, it lasts for five years and I got mine in in 2018. Oh my gosh. It lasts that long. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm so, were you ever on birth control? Oh my gosh. I never told you my birth control story. No, <laughs> I decided to go on birth control. I think my freshman year of college, like towards the end of it, or maybe it was my sophomore year of college. And, um, I went to the doctor and I got birth control and I took it one day and then I forgot to take it the next two or three days. And I'm like, fuck this. I wasn't even having sex. Like literally I wasn't having sex with anyone. There was no sex insight. No. I'm like, why am I on birth control? Because like all my friends were on birth control. Literally. Yeah. That was the only reason. That's the only reason you were like, I feel like I'm, I feel out. like I should be on birth control because everyone else was on birth control, but oh I wasn't God. having sex and I wasn't planning on having sex. And it wasn't like, and I just am not someone who <laughs> takes things the way they should be taken. So you took it one day and gave up. I took it one day, skipped two days, took it one more day. I'm like, this isn't going to work. And I've never taken birth control since. That's actually really good. I actually, I know I've thought about getting off birth control. Like my sister doesn't, basically, I think it's like natural family planning, but they're planning to not have, like, they don't want to get pregnant. So she has to like take her temperature every morning and like track her cycle and all this stuff. Which birth control is also bad for you. Instead of taking birth control, that's what she Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So what if she has a certain temperature, then they won't have sex? That means they're ovulating. She's ovulating. So she won't have sex. Yeah. Interesting. I know. So I don't know. We just use the pull out method, (laughs) which is 97% effective, which is the same as condoms or birth control. We use that for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Damn. And Mm -hmm. then you actually got pregnant pretty quick. I mean, I don't know. I Six months, but then six months. I don't know if that's quick or not, but yeah, I don't know either. I'm out of, I'm just, I, I personally just don't love taking medication. Yeah. So that's why I never, and I just never really felt the need to. And then I guess when I was having sex consistently, I was already with a partner that like, if we did get pregnant, it was fine. It was fine. We're having so, a baby. We're having a baby. Anyways, it worked out, but <sighs> I hope you figure out that situation soon. Me too, girl. Me too. Well, today we're going to talk about, I don't even know how it came up in last week's episode. Christina said something and I was like, you definitely have a secure attachment style. And we were like, we should do an episode on attachment styles because this has been something new to me within like the last year of learning about. And I've been really interested in it. Um, So we're going to just kind of chat about them and share what we think we are and some funny stories about them. So basically there's like three types of attachment styles. 
the first one and the one I think people should all strive to be in my professional opinion (laughs) is secure. So this is when you feel really confident in your relationship, you're connected, you're trusting, and you're comfortable in having your own independence and also letting your partner have their own independence. So as I was like researching this, one of the examples I found was Lillian Marshall from how I met your mother, um, as like a pop culture example, but you're just like securing yourself. You're securing your relationship. Absolutely. Okay. So another one is avoidant attachment style. So if you have this, you find it uncomfortable to get too emotionally close to others or fully trust them. Um, you can also become emotionally independent and you may have a negligent or an absent parent. And other times, oftentimes people with anxious attachment styles are attracted to dismissive and avoidant people. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last one is the anxious attachment style, which is the least fun. So this is like rooted in a fear of abandonment. So you crave emotional intimacy and you need a lot of approval, responsiveness, and you always need like your partner to be reassuring you, constant reassurance. Um, So this is also could be seen as clingy. Okay. So like, I feel like out of these three, well, I'm going to ask you first out of these three anxious, avoidant, secure, there are some things online that say there's four, but we're going with these three. Which one do you feel like you identify most with Christina? I definitely think I have the secure attachment style and I was taking some quizzes and that's what they said too. I think so too. Yeah. Which also, to be honest with you, kind of made me feel like a bitch because when I was taking these quizzes, they were like, don't care if your partner does this. And I'm like, check. You're like, yep, don't and care. And I'm like, am I like too removed or too detached? But I just, I, I guess not. It was just more of the secure attachment style. I actually really look up to you and Steve for having a secure attachment style in your relationship. You guys just are (laughs) secure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I definitely feel like... Yeah, what is your type? Anxious. (laughs) Anxious. So I think that it's interesting because I feel like... So when I was taking some quizzes, I am secure in many ways, but when... but, But okay, I'm trying to gloss over. I have an anxious attachment style. And like looking back on my previous relationship, I'm like, damn, that it kind of helps to know that there's like a name for why I felt so crazy. (laughs) I don't think it's crazy, but it's interesting. Did you feel like that in all past relationships or just with your ex? I only have one. I only have one past relationship. You don't have like any like past flings? Not to the point where you get that. Cause I was thinking about this too. When, when I was, when we were going over it and I was like thinking about my past relationships and he was really like the main, my main relationship in my life. But there was this guy that I dated one summer. Um, and I definitely had a secure attachment style with him too. But I think it's me just not giving a fuck. You really just don't give a fuck. Oh my God. Aspire to have your, just, you are the definition of a chill girl, Christina. If Steve were here, (laughs) He would disagree with you because Steve thinks I need to chill the fuck out. Wait. Okay. No, I'm saying in a relationship, like I feel like Steve could be like, Hey, Christina, I'm going, um, uh, on a boy's trip to, to Cabo. See you in a week. What would you do? I'd well, be like, amazing. I'm going to plan a girl trip. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I, that really doesn't bother me, but Steve has never, ever, ever 
in our entire relationship, given me a reason to not be jealous or not trust him or be insecure about it. So that is why I don't know if I was in a relationship with someone who was making me jealous or going out all the time and like doing things like that, if I would feel that same way. Yeah. Because you actually kind of hit the jackpot with Steve. I mean, in that sense, Steve's not like a perfect guy, but like he definitely makes me feel love and secure for sure. Yeah. So I guess I I don't have a reason to trust him, but I'm trying to think with like that other relationship. I think this is going to be sound fucked up to say. Say it. Let it out. Do you remember in the Sex in the City movie? Have I said this before? In the Sex in the City movie where Samantha's like, I'm just going to go ahead and say what the, what you're not supposed to say. Yeah. I love you, but I love me more. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how I feel about like a lot of things. I think that's so great. I think that's like... I strive that I strive to have that moving forward, honestly, really, because it's like working towards. So I've been looking into working towards having a secure attachment style, especially as I'm like dating and moving into new relationships, because having an anxious attachment style is not fun. Like, let me like, so it's basically like if your partner was out at a party and you don't hear from them, you automatically think, oh, they're flirting, they're cheating, they don't care about me, they're going to look for someone else. And you create this entire narrative in your head and you're angry, you're hurt, and then you take it out on them yeah. when they're just like, I was just like with my friends, I didn't, wasn't, it's right. like you, it's honestly exhausting for everybody So involved. you're doing this without them even giving you a reason to do it. Sometimes. I think in my past relationship, looking at the beginning, I was very secure and I was like, I do my own thing, like very secure, but then things happened that broke trust. And I have also realized that like when trust is broken for me, it's very, very hard to get it back. Rarely does it come back. Um, so I think that I really switched to an anxious attachment style after that, after these things has ha- had happened where it was like, he was texting other girls, like he was going to other girls dorm. Like I think I had the right. Um, but it's so hard to tell. Is that just like, you know, is it because the trust was broken or you just become more comfortable with a person? I don't know. But then at that point, like, why were you even putting up with that shit? So also what I learned with the anxious attachment style, it's like you love them so much and you want them, but you also can be like angry and hate them at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's like with all relationships because I love Steve so much that sometimes I fucking can't stand him. True. You know what I mean? I think that's just being with someone that like, I don't actually like, I want to be with him, but you know, there's things that piss me off. I think that's just the reality of relationships. But do you think that, cause I know like an avoidant attachment style is a lot of that is reflective on your home life and how you grew up. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like any of your anxious attachment style. Does that come from home at all? I actually don't, anxious? I actually don't, I don't know. It's interesting because usually with like an anxious attachment style, you have like not a great relationship with your parents or what parent wasn't around, which is like not the case at all for me. Right. So it's really interesting. Like I'm very close to my parents. They were always there, always supportive, always around. So I really don't know. So they, they say that it's not always from your like Yes, your attachment style can be developed in your childhood, but it's not always the case. Because I was like, no, I don't think that's me. I don't think that's me. Um, Yeah, because I know I've had like, I was very, very privileged and fortunate to grow up in a household with my parents. Yeah. Being super secure in their relationship and like always showing each other so much love. And like, there was just a lot of love in my my household. Right. And a lot of trust. And I don't know if that's reflective. Probably. On my attachment style too. 
Probably. I don't know. But the good news is you can work towards having a secure attachment style. Thank God. So I think it's just like being aware. Mm -hmm. I think with all of this stuff, just knowing that there's like a name for it helps me because I'm like, why am I like this? Like, I would think I'm so crazy. I'm like, why am I like this? Why am I like this? And I'm like, oh, I kind of able to put a label on it. Do you know what I mean? See, I I don't know. I go back and forth because I agree with that. And I feel like that makes you feel like seen and like yeah. a little bit more comfortable in the way you are. But don't you feel like that like adds to the anxiousness and makes you like look into things so much as opposed to like, because like if you think about it, right? Like what you were just saying with your ex, you started to get clingy and you start to get insecure because of things that happened, right? Mm-hmm. If those didn't happen, maybe you would have still been secure. But now like you're reading this and you're looking up these attachment styles and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm clicking it. I'm obsessive. I'm like crazy. And like, it's making you insecure about yourself. I don't think it's making me insecure. For me, it's like being aware of like, okay, in the past, if this situation happened, this is how I reacted. Mm -hmm. How can I change this moving Moving forward? forward? So for me, it's given me the ability to like work through it and not continue like falling into those old patterns as I enter into new relationships. Because like I said, it's fucking exhausting to be like laying in bed while your partner's at a party and being like, where the fuck are they? Why are they fucking texting me? Instead of just snoozing away, enjoying a night by yourself, doing a face mask. Maybe you go out with your friends. And like, I think I've done a lot lot of work like that. It will be different (laughs) the next time around, but it's given me something to like work on and I don't think it's like, I'm not like, that's my identity. I can't change it. <laughs> Wait, that's really funny because as you were saying that, I'm like thinking back of every single time Steve has gone out with the out me. I'm like, party at home. Yes. Or like I go out instead. Too. Wait, Steve goes, I don't know. Steve goes out without you. Yeah, not often, but he does. <laughs> and when he does, I celebrate. You're like, yes. Night to myself. Honey. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm t- that's way more fun than being freaking obsessive and anxious. Let me tell you. I think it just all comes back down to like the value that you put on yourself and like knowing that you don't need someone to fulfill your life or to make you happy. Someone, they don't have to define your life, your relationship. And I think that so many people find their value in relationships, but you have to know your worth on your own first. Mm -hmm. And if you can acknowledge that and maintain that and appreciate you, who you are, then I think it becomes a lot more easy to be secure in your relationship as well. Very true. Very true. I do think though, a lot of it has to do. Yeah. It just takes work. Like for some people, it's a bit easier. Like for you, it's just easier for me. It's like something I really have to work on, you know? Yeah. Which like, it's so interesting. Cause I feel like I'm so secure yeah, and confident in every other way. But then when it comes to relationships, it just it's but also, else. I think that you need to get into a new relationship and see how yeah, you are because you're, you're saying all this about yourself based on one relationship that wasn't great. Mm-hmm. That is very true. So, okay. Operation, new, re- new relationship. Yeah. But I would love, um, if you're listening to this and like thinking about how you are, I would love to hear from you as well too, because I'm so interested to see like, if people even pay attention to attachment styles, um, if like, if, if they are in a secure relationship and they have secure attachment styles, what do you think they've done to achieve that. Cause mm-hmm. I think that for me, I don't think I did anything. I think it's just like who I am. I know. And, uh, but maybe you haven't had those situations happen. Like, cause I'm thinking now of like, this isn't even, I was on the other side of this. So there was a situation where basically I have seen what happens on boys trips 
And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, how do I say this without like being like whatever? But like, I guess the situations have occurred where I have seen firsthand how men can be. And I think I'm a bit jaded. And it's hard, like when you see, like when you've been lied to and you've seen multiple men multiple times do that, which is why I think therapy is important to work through this shit. Yeah. I mean, that's like so fucked up when you think about some of the things that have gone down or that you've seen too, but you can't let other, see, that's the bad thing because you can't like let that situation or things that you've seen and take that and put it onto your partner. Or into I a relationship know. because it's not them doing it. I know, but that's so easier said than done. I don't know. you think? Yeah, I think so. But I just say like, you have to let, you have to trust someone. And if trust is broken, then that's a different story. But you can't, you, you can't like try and you fix someone or project that they're going to do something without them actually doing it. Because hundred percent, all of a sudden you're going to make them, it's almost like you're manifesting that. Well, yeah, you have to give them, I think it's like, you have to go in a hundred percent trusting and you can't be like, Oh, because this situation happened or this person did this to me there, this new person's going to do it to you. But that's how we think. Right. So being an adult is just fucking hard. Okay. Relationships in love (sighs) is just so hard. I know. In in general. Well, anyway, Gosh, I really you, want you to find someone so we can like put all of this into practice. Well, you know, what's actually crazy is well, anxious attachment styles are usually attracted to avoidant attachment styles. So it's like a recipe for disaster. So like anxious and avoidant and just like the worst combination. So you think your ex is avoidant attachment style. I think so. Attach, avoidant insecure, like avoidant insecure. Yeah. Um, so if you also have an anxious attachment style and it drives you insane, don't do not fret. <laughs> we are not a lost cause. We can all be Christina's. Oh insecure. my God. I do not <laughs> want to be the poster child for secure attachment style. You are. You are the poster child for secure attachment style. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. No, one time we were talking about like, how do we think guys and girls can just be friends? This is a tangent, but we're going there. And I don't think guys and girls could be friends with Christina. It's like, I do, I do. But I was like, what did Steve, if you were like, well, if the roles were reversed, if Steve was like, Christina, I'm going to get pizza with Gina. You'd be like, who the fuck is Gina? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so much easier to be like, I'm so, it's so easy for me to say I'm so secure in my relationship, but like, I could totally be a crazy bitch if my relationship was different. I think that just means you guys are meant to be. I really do. I don't know, maybe, or, but honestly, I think that like, if someone was making me jealous and like, if I didn't trust them, I just wouldn't be with someone. Yeah. I think that's like the bottom line. Yeah. I think that like my relationship's not perfect. And there's like a lot of things that like I would change about Steve, like for instance, the way he dresses. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But at the end of the day, like the things that are most important to me are there. You know what I mean? The eyebrow hair is too. We could change that. I mean, for making a list. 100%. Let's see. What else should we have? (laughs) I mean, number one, the wardrobe, honestly. I, and I think that that is the thing that he's like, thinks I'm such a crazy bitch about to not to go off on a tangent. But sometimes I'm like, why can't you just innately know how to to dress better and care? Why can't you care about that? I've never seen him wear pants. I've never seen him wear pants. He's like, at least I'm in Lululemon. I'm like, just because you're a nice actor. wear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, sorry. That's my tangent. But I also learned this in the beginning of my relationship too, because I think that with Steve, 
in the beginning, I was like testing him a little bit and trying to make him jealous and like wanting to like get a reaction. And I quickly realized that like, that is just not what you should be doing in a relationship. You should not try and make your partner jealous. Mm -hmm. It will only, it will not, the result will not be what you want. Let me just say that. No, 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 no. I'm trying to think of a crazy story I could tell you to end on this. That's really not going to paint me in a good light of like when my anxious attachment style came out like full force, like bad hell. Wait, let me hear. Um, let me just go through the binder. <laughs> I'm really not painting myself in a good light here. Um, like, okay. I'm thinking of, I mean, I used to like go through his phone when he would get in the shower I would like go through his phone and like freaking my heart would be like <laughs> adrenaline. And I would go through the text, going through the WhatsApp, going through the photos. And I'm like, it was just like, what were you, what were you trying to find? Like if he was texting other girls, which he was. So am I crazy or just right? Yeah. Well, but yeah. I mean, but was he texting other girls that were his friends? Like, oh my gosh. I don't think, see, I don't think men and women can Merry be friends. Christmas. <laughs> I hope you and your family are doing well. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> or was he like, he was like, I hey girl, a, I want to like, go this is a direct, this is a direct quote. Come snuggle. Well, that's <laughs> fucked up. You know, what's crazy though. He talked me out of it. I believed him. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you he questioned him. Wait, so you, I said, why you admitted the that you went through his phone? I said, um, excuse me. Why the heck? are you texting this girl come snuggle? And, and he, he was like, Oh my Ray, do not overreact. You're good. Don't overreact to you. This is, it was a joke. It was a joke. She's always cold when we hang out. And so I made a joke for her to come over and snuggle. And I was actually, this is a crazy story. I told my sister and my mom. So we ended up like we were fighting and we ended up getting in the car and I was driving and I honestly almost ran my car off the road. I was in a rage. I was like shaking the steering wheel. I was like ah, full on rage, crazy rage over this comes snuggle text. But then he like talked me out of it and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Well, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I, don't know I feel say like either. if he made you so insecure like that, then oh. I mean, there's nothing to say about it. It pisses me off. I'm like annoyed with him right now. I know, but no, there's nothing to say about it. I think I learned a lot and it's been, I've learned a lot. And I think that that's all we can do is be self-aware and learn as we enter into these new relationships to leave our crazy at the door, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's our chat on attachment styles. I really just painted myself in a bad light. I don't think I'm that crazy, but no, I don't think you're that crazy either. And if anything, it worries me that I feel like I'm too disconnected. <laughs> I'm worried I'm too crazy. You're worried you're no, you're not disconnected. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I was just thinking about this. I just I don't know why I keep thinking about that one person I dated before Steve. But I literally just didn't give a shit about that person. That's why I was disconnected. I was like, you're a summer fling. Because the second Labor Day passed and I went back to college, I was like, peace. Bye. So yeah. you just, in that case, you just didn't care I about just didn't him. Care. You just didn't like him. No, I, he was cute. He was fun for the summer. But that's He it. was fun for the summer. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that the song? But then I remember being like, shit, should I like 
care a little bit more because there's like a concert he invited me to. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, no, nope. no, you just really didn't like him that much. Oh, yeah, I just, I guess, I just really didn't. Like him. No, because I think if Steve was doing things that were gonna make you jealous, you would feel that way. I would, yeah. But you guys are in a secure relationship where that's not always happening. You know what I mean? Right. So, right, right, right. I still can't believe that you really don't think men and women can be friends. No, I don't. And I stand by that till the day. Well, till the day I die. The day. I mean, I actually have been craving male friendships for sure. Yes, but like, I miss my male friendship for sure. For sure. But unless they're gay and I'm just not attracted to them at all, like something will probably happen. I can't name, like I've kissed most of my guy friends in my lifetime. So the pro- the proof is in the pudding, Christina. Have yeah. you? You have, you have. I kissed most of straight. my guy friends up until I had guy friends when I was in a relationship. Because when I moved to LA, yeah. I had so many guy friends that were straight, but they were coworkers. So it was a little bit different. I guess we weren't hanging out one-on-one out, out of work. Right. We'd like go to parties and stuff like that in group hangs, but group hangs. I just think yeah. that one person involved in this scenario is always going to, at one point in time, someone's going to have feelings. Can we do a poll on this on the yes. TCC page? Because I'm really curious. I still think that men and women can be friends, but you don't think so. And neither does he, which is really interesting. There was this video that someone sent me, I think after the last time we talked about it and women will hundred percent all say, yes, men and women can be friends. Men say absolutely not because they freaking know how they their mind works and they are thinking about something else. So it's like women are like, oh yeah, we can totally be friends. Men are like, no, bone her. Yes, <laughs> interesting. Well, yeah, we'll see. We will see. Um, All right. Well, let us know what your attachment styles are. We will stay tuned for Ray's updates as. The year goes on. As the year goes on. I'm, I'm feeling secure. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I have confidence in you. Um, all right. Let's jump into the Ask Away with Ray and Kay. Yes. Segment. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love this question. Uh, <laughs> my favorite is that the person who asked this said, keep anonymous, please. Which I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good it's juicy good. one. <laughs> okay. So this person said, I have a life coach who I meet with every week via Zoom. And I think I have a crush on them now. I'm moving to LA and they offered to show me around once I'm there because they live there too. I feel so embarrassed because they probably don't feel the same way about me since I'm a client, but we are in, we are close in age and sometimes they feel flirty vibes. Help. All right, girl. I think that you should one absolutely accept that tour of LA. I think you should too. And I think that you should just honestly just see what happens because just because they're a client if you have a crush on them and there's flirty vibes, how tied are a crush on you too? The question you ask yourself, how tied are you to this person as a life coach? <laughs> can you find another life coach? Can you find, maybe? I think you can find another life coach I, if needed, because here's what could happen. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of had a situation similar to this where like a client business relationship <laughs> was on the rocks. Okay. And I was like, anyway, I think you need to think of, you could say some, continue the flirty vibes. I think take up the tour for sure. See what the flirty vibes are. See, you know, how it's flowing and something could happen. And if something doesn't happen and it's awkward, either way, he's not going to be a life coach anymore. Really? Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, if something happens or does it, I mean, I think that if she, 
Or if nothing happens. If nothing happens, I think he could still be her life coach because she might take the tour and be like, it's not the vibe. Oh, it's not the vibe. Like I was totally rereading that or, oh, I'm not even interested in him at all. True. So I think that you're maybe like getting one step ahead of yourself. I think that you should look at it as an opportunity to come to LA, have someone who's going to take you around, maybe meet new friends. And if you feel the vibes are right, then I think you should go ahead and explore that. But I kind of think he would, if he's interested, he'll make a move. Don't Mm -hmm. you think? Yeah, I think so. I think if he's interested, he'll make it clear and make a move. Or will he not? Because it's client relationship and he's a professional. (sighs) I don't know, man. This is a hard situation. This is what, what she used to do is go on the tour. Yes. See what the vibes are like. Exactly. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, here's how it's going to either play. If the vibes are what you think they are and there's flirty vibes and you either decide to make a move or he decides to make a move, then you need to prepare to have another life coach. (laughs) (laughs) Because it could either be amazing and your life coach is now your partner or... But okay, here's my thing. If he's already doing flirty vibes, that's unprofessional. He's towing the line. But she might be reading into it. Don't you know when someone? Uh, no, I think you've been out of the game too long, Christina. You can tell when it is not flirty and when it's flirty. I don't know because some people are like, "Oh my gosh, she said K." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I picture him like logging onto Zoom and him being like, "Oh, girl, you looking good today." You think that's what he's saying? He could. He could. Would that be flirty or not flirty? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, no, that would be flirty. I guess. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that if he's already if he, if he's giving you flirty vibes and you're feeling it, then I think you should go for it. We need that to, sounds like so much fun. Yeah, we need to sit on one of the Zoom calls. Yeah, <laughs> we need more context. Can can you please give us your login? Can we is there like a secret ghost Zoom page? Is there a ghost Zoom where we can be like a fly on the wall? Um, yeah, that's tough, but. I think we're both in agreement. Go on the tour. Have to show you around on the tour. Yeah. hundred percent done. And at the end of the day, if he's giving you vibes that aren't professional and you feel like you're distracted from your life mission that you're, he's helping you with, then maybe you need to find a new life coach anyways. I know. I don't know if I could have a life coach who I was like attracted to like attracted to because I wouldn't feel like I couldn't be totally open and honest. I would be so distracted. Me too. I'd be like, so where do you fit into my life plan (laughs) over here? (laughs) Wedding fall 2022. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyways, make a long story short, go on the tour Mm -hmm. and then let us know how it goes. Yeah, please, 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 please. Yes. Oh my goodness. Guys. Thanks for right now. Yeah. That concludes this week's episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you aren't a member of our Facebook group, you can find a link in the show notes. You should definitely join. We share some funny moments and other things there, like a photo from Christina from last week's episode. Oh my God. It's a good one. (laughs) Uh, And it's just another extra little uh, dose of community for you. So yes. And if you are loving this podcast and you want to share it with your friends, please do so on social media and leave us a review. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com. 
and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.